Juliet Dogcast Radio. If you like dogs, wherever you are in the world, we're the show for you. Hello and welcome to episode 187 of Dogcast Radio. You can find this along with all our other shows and a lot of other resources at our website www.dogcastradio.com. Later on, we'll be hearing from some dog owners who entered Chorley Fun Dog Show. You, I think you must go to one, you've got to try it, you socialise your dog, and then, as you say, you just take part for fun. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. why we're here, to socialise these two and have fun. It was a fun day, but before that, the more serious subject of blind dogs. There may have never been more dog toys available, but fortunately, there have also never been so many disability aids for dogs before. And one I came across recently is called Muffin's Halo. Having seen videos and photos of dogs using this, I wanted to find out more. Today I'm talking to Sylvie Bordeaux. Hi, Sylvie. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi. How are you, Sylvie? I'm doing wonderful on this International Blind Dog Day. What perfect day to have this interview with you. Isn't it? How appropriate. That's brilliant. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk, I mean, because you must have made a change to so many blind dogs' lives. So first of all, you're the inventor of Muffin's Halo. So first of all, tell me what is Muffin's Halo? Yes, my name's Sylvie Bordeaux. I'm the inventor of Muffin's Halo for blind dogs. It's a device that helps blind dogs navigate so that they don't bump into the walls and hard surfaces. It redirects them. What it is, is it's a three-piece device. It starts with a harness, and then there's a wing that has a little foam in it to act as a buffer, and attached to the wing is a halo. And this halo acts like a bumper. So when a blind dog goes into a hard surface, it kind of bounces them away from it and redirects them so they can thrive again and lead a bum-free life. And it really gives them the mobility and liberation and freedom again to explore and be safe. And it, it just boosts their confidence level. It's really, truly amazing to watch the transformation of a blind dog going from depressed and uh, scared to getting like a new leash on life again and having like a little bounce in their step again it's really truly amazing yeah yeah it is i know exactly what you mean because i've, I've watched the video on your site and it, it's an amazing product that just sort of protects them as you say from bumping into things they would otherwise bump into and i know that for some dogs they adapt very well to being blind but i guess dogs like people are different and not all dogs find it so easy to adapt. So tell me Muffin's story, because Muffin was, was the, the dog who inspired it all, wasn't he? Well, because of this one little beloved toy poodle, my dog son, Mm. There's over yeah. 20,000 blind dogs all over the world today thriving with halos wow. because it's a love story. This is a love story. Yeah. My dog son went blind at about around 11. He had the, the cataracts. Yeah. And so with the cataracts, it's like a sunset. Mm. So basically it just starts, the light starts dimming, 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 and then boop, it's gone. Yeah. Okay. So that's just yeah. to use that as a comparison. And then he was bumping into the walls. He fell down the stairs and he was very depressed. And I was very, very upset and depressed. And people were saying to me, you know, you're going to need to think about putting him down. Oh. And I was just like, oh my God, it can't be. There's, he's in perfect health. It's his sight. 
except he had he had a little bit of a heart murmur at the time. So I elected not to do a cataract surgery only because I didn't want to put his, him in jeopardy at that point. We just yes. felt like, let's not do that. Mm. And so I was just, um, you know, really just a desperate dog mom who wanted to help her baby and just c- came up with all these ideas. And, you know, I feel like it was a complete intervention that it's completely my life purpose. And this special beloved boy of mine who's our ceo in heaven now Mm, who lived to be 15 and a half years old anyhow he and i were meant to be on this journey together in life to help blind dogs because i had an entirely different career completely different life different career and when this happened to him he had another situation going on where he had a mass in his stomach and he went for a routine aspiration of tissue and unfortunately um the vet nicked him and uh, he was on a table dying and oh my, my prototype was coming the next day yeah. and I was just devastated and I, I couldn't even believe this was happening and I was told to pre- prepare myself for the worst that he might not make it if it was his main artery yeah. and I was just devastated and I was crying, crying and I was praying and I said, God, please, I have this prototype coming tomorrow. If this works, I promise you our life will be of service. Please save my little guy and I'll change my whole life. Whatever it takes, I'll make it happen. And his life will not be in vain. I assure you, Lord, please save my little guy and we'll be a life of service for you and and blind dogs. And so what happened is that he was in critical care for like three weeks and then he made it. And then we kept our word and we have put everything into this. And that's our story. That's our love story. So because of Muffin, my little toy poo Muffin, Muffin's halo exists today. And I'm so proud and honored on this day, International Blind Day, Blind Dog Day, that we have this. And in his honor, it's every day I do this in his honor. And then I adopted Prince. I have Prince who's so terrific. And he is a senior blind dog and a woman who was dying of cancer. Her name was Sylvia. Oddly enough, people called her Sylvie, and I'm Sylvie. And it was six months after Muffin passed away and my little girl, Chloe, and both of us, we were so heartbroken, obviously. And someone uh, tagged him on Facebook, and we saw him. And this woman, Sylvia, was dying of cancer. And she had found... His name was Olaf at the time on the street, so he apparently was abandoned. Mm. So she was so kind and brought him in and cared for him for two years. But she was, you know, going to pass away, and she was concerned that he would end up in a shelter and euthanized because so many of them are abandoned in shelters. And she was just afraid of that for him. So I was very uh, drawn to him when I saw him in his story, and I thought, oh, no, no, no. And I was particularly drawn to her as well with what she was going through. And I just decided I wanted to make her give her dying wish. And so that's how, and I renamed him Prince because I promised him a charmed life. Uh So I said, from this moving forward, you know, Prince, his name is Prince Michael. Mm. And, um, Anyhow, I'm sorry to get so emotional. No, it's just, no, of uh, course, no. This is, you know, this is a project that's so true to my heart, and it's yeah. my life purpose. Yeah. And, you know, this, yeah, and so Prince is in our life now, and he's been in our life for over a year. So he's the Prince of Muffin's Halo now, <laughs> carrying on Muffin's legacy with Chloe, our supermodel. Chloe is so precious. She's 14 and a half years old. She's a multi-poo. She's our supermodel, and she's deaf. 
So I have, you know, a, blef- a, a, a blind and deaf dog. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, your dog getting older is is as tough, I think, as yourself getting older because it's, yeah. you know, they age so much faster than we do, and it's yes. it's it's no picnic. Is I know I, my Labrador is fourteen and a half, and um, oh dear, yeah, yeah, he's he's deaf. And luckily, we've always used signs with him, so you know, it's it's get oh, around. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Somebody said mm-hmm. to me when he was about three, you sign. It was it was uh, Stanley. Stanley Corrin and he he said use signs with him so I did so we've always done that so we can still communicate with him but he's got arthritis and a spine problem and a breathing problem and his tail is wagging you know I'm just touching wood now my cannabis <laughs> cannabis <laughs> I, I, is really good for dogs with arthritis I was going to say it for really him or me the inflammation <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it, it isn't. But um, I mean, I just think sometimes the, the right dog finds the right person who can help them and who can make a difference in their life. You know, and you were there for Muffin and helped him and he gave you this whole new purpose. And, you know, you've carried that on. And what a brilliant legacy for Muffin. You've just mm-hmm. carried that on beautifully. Thank you. Yes, yeah. it's Muffin's legacy for yeah. sure, and I honor it every single day. Yeah, yeah. Do. Oh, so you—I mean, you've said you know there's, there's, there's so many dogs now who have a, a good quality of life, you know, thanks to you and Muffin. So tell me, I, I want to know first of all what difference it makes to dogs' lives, but then let's go on to, you know, what difference it makes to dogs' owners. You know, if, if your dog's gone blind. Oh gosh. Yeah. So, so for the owners. There, very, very much so for the owners and families, because what happens is you worry, you know, they're like your kids and you worry and yeah. they're bumping their face everywhere. And you're like, oh, my God, you could cringe, you know. Yeah. But with the halo, what's really wonderful is it gives them their independence again. And so when they're walking around, you can hear like a little tap, 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 tap. So you know where they're navigating. So. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, like yes. you hear the little tap, 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 and you know your your little one's okay. Yeah, yeah. And they're on their way back to you or they're roaming around the room and you can hear a little tap, tap, tap. But you know it's not the, you know, smash, smash, smash into yes. the face. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the little tap makes you smile because you're like, oh, <laughs> he's heading over to me. Yeah. You know, or oh, he's over there. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. And it's I guess- a freedom. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's one thing sort of when you're there and, you know, you can, you can look out for them. But I know that you, you kind of had problems because um, Muffin, you couldn't really leave him when he first went blind, could you? Well, I, I, I was afraid to, you know, and then he was too afraid to move around. But with yeah. the halo, oh, no, off to the races. Yes. Oh, yeah. So and what, what I would do is I and obviously, you know, you it's, it's common sense with anybody. It's just like if you have a toddler or child, you you know, you for me, I blind proof my house. So yes. make sure that there's nothing in a way, nothing you can knock over, you know, with a halo. And you just, you know, it's common sense. So and then I had a whole area where I knew uh, he would be safe in. And then when I would leave, I would let him roam around on his own in that area because I had already blind dog proof it for him. So, and it was an okay area for him to roam around with his halo. Yeah, yeah. And I, it mm-hmm. must be, you know, so wonderful for these dogs. And then I'd come home at the end of the day and I'd hear, as I'm opening up my, my uh, you know, my door, I'd get her tap, tap, tap coming to the door because <laughs> he could find me and yes. come to the door. And that's one of the nice stories too I heard from uh, somebody who said, oh, my God, my dog greeted me for the first time today in four months at the door because the dog was able to find their way back to the door. Oh, 
how sweet is that lovely really really lovely in general how how do dogs adapt to the halo because it's it's quite a different thing for them isn't it it's quite you know it's a in my experience uh with fitting some blind dogs most of them just take a few minutes the minute they have it on and what i like to do and i recommend is when you put it on a blind dog put them in the corner with it on and this way when they move they're going to go tap into a, a wall you want them to tap into a wall as soon as possible so they can get the feeling they can understand why this is on them yeah. and and they, they just sense it immediately so now not for everybody obviously i mean there's no two people alike but in my experience and my fittings with the blind dogs it's within a few minutes and i've also had some blind dogs that took a little longer but the minute they kept tapping into a hard surface and realizing it wasn't their face or their snout but it was actually a halo and that they were redirected then they got onto it. And then after that, they started going faster and then the tails would start <laughs> wagging and and then their owners would be crying like, oh my God, my dog hasn't moved this much in, you know, months. And then and then it's that happy ending. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it must be just so rewarding for you to see, you know, you've seen the, the difference it made to your own dog and to you. But to see that played out again and again, it just must be wonderful. I can't get enough of it, to be honest with you. I, it, it's it's I it's 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 so fulfilling, and it's each dog is a different story, and I just it just fills my heart to just see the before and after. It just totally fills my heart. Yeah, yeah. Now the obviously the original Muffin Halo was for um, Muffin, who was a, um, a toy. Yes, so yes. But yes, um, you've yes. since developed other sort of products for the whole range of dog sizes, haven't you? Yes. Well, Muffin was just like between six and eight pounds. So the first one was that little small one for him. And yeah, I had to take, uh, I took a lot of time to, I would go to the dog parks. I tried on different dogs and in and, and rescues and shelters. I mean, I really, really studied this very, very devoted and developed this for nine different size dogs. And it was quite a task to do, but now it's like so perfected and it's all over the world. And so you, you have little Yorkies that are like two pounds, three pounds, all the way up to like huge German shepherds that do very well with the halo. So, and I have different uh, colors in my angel wings and I've got the quarterback, I've got the camo, which is called my blind dog soldier. I've got the butterfly. Um, so each one of them signifies something and honors a blind dog. So for like the quarterback, it's, they've got their blind side covered and then the butterflies. So I can be free again, fly again. Uh, the camo was actually inspired by, um, a military dog named Azor who, uh, went blind. So he served our country here in the United States, um, abroad and in Afghanistan, and I, I found out through military that there are so many dogs who serve our country come back blind mm-hmm. or they come back, they retire and become blind. So yeah. I wanted to honor them. And so I created the blind soldier one, which is with the camouflage um, style yeah. and pattern and fabric. And that's a really big seller, too. And and then I've got my angel wings. So my angel wings is the signature one, which started with the white. And then afterwards, it came out with the blue, the red and then the pink. And I have a whole bunch of other styles I'm going to come out with. I have a whole collection, but I, I, um, I just have to keep growing 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's great because, you know, I, I don't like sort of accessories on a dog, but this is one. It's not just for the look of it. There's a real, real purpose no. to it. But why it's not? A necessity. Absolutely. But if, mm-hmm. you know, why, why not, not be fashionable absolutely. at the same time? Absolutely. Why not have mm-hmm. fun with it? You know, life's hard yes. enough. Have some fun with it. You know, I, absolutely. I really, yes. really love this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, I have one that's great that says blind dog on it. So it's more on the plainer side, but it says blind dog. Yeah. So then people know, oh, okay, that's why he's wearing that because he's blind. Yeah. And then they all stop in their tracks and go, oh, and then they're fascinated. They just want to watch them go and go and go and watch them, you know, get redirected. And it's like nothing for them. And they're just like, oh, my God, this is truly fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I hadn't thought of that, but it must be a tremendous, you know, conversation starter when you're out with a dog wearing one of these oh. halos. Yeah, it must be, <laughs> mustn't it? <laughs> yep, definitely. Yeah. It's life altering. Yeah. Yeah, we used a stroller with our, we, we had a, a Bichon, a Bichon freeze and we loved her and she had um, leg surgery, she had knee surgery and we had to use a stroller with her and and I have to say she was in it for quite a few weeks. In that time, one person actually came up and sort of said, why? And that was fine. And we had a conversation. But we had quite a few nasty comments. And I, in the end, I put a sign on the, the stroller saying, I have had knee surgery. I have to be in here. I'm recovering. But then when people see the, the, the halo on a dog out and about, you, you don't automatically, you wouldn't necessarily automatically know what it was. So it's more likely that people will come over and say, what's going on here? Why are they wearing this? Isn't it? You know, that's true, because uh, when I first had the angel wings out, a lot of people would say, oh, look, a little angel costume. And then that's when I decided, let me put blind dog on my next style. And then people will know right out the gate, that's why they're wearing it. And so, yeah, I'm happy I did that, too. But then I have a range of them, so everyone can decide which one they want. But, uh, yeah, they're all happy. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And we I know, have a lot of blind dogs in UK. Oh yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you've come up with a lovely idea. The the idea that you, you know there, there are blind dogs in rescue, and obviously you know sometimes they have a tough time being being adopted and, and things like mm-hmm. that. So you've come up with a nice mm-hmm. idea for people that how they can help dogs in blind dogs in rescue. Can you tell us about that? Yes. I have a foundation called Second Chances for Blind Dogs, and I created that because we were given a second chance. Muffin survived this surgery, and then we went ahead and put this out on the market. And I made a pact with God that no matter what, I wanted to do whatever I could do to make sure as many blind dogs as possible will get one of his halos. So either someone can buy one, or if not, or then they can apply for a donated one at secondchancesforblinddogs.org. And I have a whole network of wonderful angels who like to donate halos to blind dogs in need. So on my Facebook page, Muffins Halo, for blind dogs, I post, I often post dogs in need and we have angels who donate to make sure these little blind dogs get halos, especially those in shelters, rescues, or people who are having financial problems. We don't want them to drop them off at the shelter. All they need is a halo. So we like to try and help as many as possible so that we can keep the families together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it's a smashing idea. You're helping so many dogs and so many people. I think it's, it's wonderful. Knowing that you, you sort of, you, you've, you've made this wonderful start and, and, and you, you've continued and helped so many people. What are your aims for the future? Well, just to keep on keeping on. I'm just growing so fast right now. Um, and I just want to keep up with the demand. 
and um, I, I you know, just I get on the. I'm dying to go to UK. I want to go to the vet conferences over there. Um, I, I want to just travel. I just want to be on the road traveling and be an advocate for blind dogs and yeah. just have, you know, a whole big team here that takes care of all the orders and fulfills everything. And yet I would like to be more on the road uh, to do meet and greets with everybody and reach out to more dogs because I love being with the babies. Yeah. So that's the important part for me is to connect with them and put halos on them and watch their transformation. That's just, um, I just want to get to as many of them as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my plan is just to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. I, I can understand because that must be such a magic moment just to, to see it sort of, you know, it's a dog magical, yeah. truly magical. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, excellent. If, if someone's listening to this and they either want to buy a halo for their own dog or to give to a, a, a rescue, their, their local shelter or whatever. Um, how can people find out more about Muffins Halo online? Well, they can go to my website, www.muffinshalo.com, and they're going to need to measure their dogs. The most important measurement is the full circumference of their dog's girth. So what that is, is whatever's the fattest, thickest area right behind the front legs. And I have a whole chart that shows you how to do that and a video. But the most important measurement is the full circumference of the girth. And then they need the full circumference of the neck. And then they need the profile, which is a tip of the nose straight across to behind the ears. And when you do a purchase on my website, it's going to ask you for those measurements. So that's very much required. And I do that because I want to verify that everybody has the right fit. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. very important for me. I don't want to second guess and I don't want anyone second guessing. It's best to just get the actual measurement, go on, and then you can order at muffinshalo.com. Now, if someone is in need that's having financial problems and or a rescue or a shelter, senior citizens that are on a fixed income and have their aging dogs with them, then they can go to secondchancesforblinddogs.org and fill out an application. And over there, you're going to also need the measurements and you're going to need to include the backstory of the dog and also uh, a photo of the dog as well. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going to be required there. Yeah. And, and as you say, you're on social media, aren't you? Facebook and, and Twitter. And oh, things. yes. Yeah. I'm on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're also on Amazon. Oh, yeah, we're in a lot of places. Just Google us online. You'll yes. find us all over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, one so, of your major chains in the UK has pursued us as well. So excellent. I should be available in one of your big, 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 your biggest store actually over there soon. I don't want to name names, wow. but it's your biggest one. Okay. <laughs> I can guess. <laughs> and, um, I'm guessing now, but I'll, I'll wait till it's official. <laughs> yes, I won't ask you on air. Um, okay, that's brilliant. Is there anything about you know Muffin's Halo or or Muffin the dog himself or anything like that that we haven't covered yet that you you still want to say? Is there anything we haven't covered? I miss my little guy so much, and I'm just. Um... You know, I, I'm, I'm on a mission. I, I guess I've probably said this already. You know, I just want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody who has been supporting us. Muffin has been such an influence uh, for so many of our followers. We have over 140-something thousand followers on Facebook wow, who are yeah. followed Muffin's journey to the very last moment. Mm -hmm. uh, we shared everything with everybody. And... Um, and, and they've all carried on his legacy with me and spread their word. They're, I call them my angels yeah. and my angels on earth as we're led by our angels in heaven. 
and I'm just grateful. Yeah. You know, I thank you. Just thank you. So bottom line is because of one little toy poodle named Muffin, yeah. over 20,000 blind dogs and growing yeah. are thriving today with a halo all in honor of him. Yeah, yeah. And we thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, th- those are the stories that I love when it's sort of one person who has looked at life and gone, you know what, that's not right. I need to do something about it. And they do it because we all have times when we think that's not right. But how many of mm-hmm, us then mm-hmm, go on to mm-hmm. think and here's <gasps> the answer to it and actually act on it? I, you know, can I tell you something yeah. else? Because we're in UK now. Yeah. Basil. There's an amazing blind dog named Basil who totally put me on the map in the UK. Hmm. And uh, Daily Mail, there's several of your papers and your major TV did a huge story on him. And he was all over the news all throughout Europe. Google that. The stories were amazing on yeah. Basil. Okay, I will, I will Google that. Yeah, excellent. Well, I'm, I'm really glad that every bit of publicity helps, doesn't it? And helps get it, the word out there. And it, it helps more and more dogs and people, you know, have their lives changed and made so much better. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. thank you, Sylvie, and the best of luck with the future. And, you know, I heard that the Queen of England has a blind dog. So I would love to get a halo on her little blind dog, yeah. if that's true, if she yeah. does have a blind dog. Someone told me that, so I don't know if it's true yeah. or not. But I would love to see a muffin's halo yeah. roaming around yeah. Buckingham Palace. Well, ne- next time I bump into the Queen de- when I'm down at Sainsbury's, I'll ask her. For well, you let her know. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> she I know. could just reach out to me. <laughs> well, she could absolutely. Look, if you don't ask, you don't get. You know, so put the word. Sure, out you got to put it yeah. out there in the universe, right? <laughs> well, she's on Facebook now too, so you know you could you could contact her. Really? Like, oh yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just oh, have a my look. Lord. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to. Yes, definitely. If she has a blind dog, they must have a halo. On the off chance that Her Majesty listens to Dogcast Radio, and you never know, because she does love dogs, and she is up to date with technology. So, on that off chance, hello ma'am. If you do need a muffin's halo for your dog, the contact details are all coming up at the end of the show. But seriously, what a lovely woman Sylvie is, and how marvellous that she's helping so many dogs. If you want to find out more, we have all the links you need on the Dogcast Radio website. You're listening to Dogcast Radio on www.dogcastradio.com. Do you ever read a book and think, no, it shouldn't happen like that? Well, check out the latest innovation in romantic fiction, Macy's Choice, which puts you in charge of the plot as you make life-changing decisions on the main character's behalf. At the end of each chapter in Macy's Choice, there are always two options, and you choose what happens next. With over a million and a half words, that's over 5,000 pages, 256 chapters, and 128 different endings, Macy's Choice is an e-book you can reread again and again, making new choices each time to vary your experience to find love with each of the three heroes. To find out more, visit macyschoice.com. That's M-A-C-I-E-S-C-H-O-I-C-E dot com or search for Macy's Choice on Amazon. Despite having a fantastic sense of smell as an adult dog, puppies are born without a sense of smell and their scent glands only begin to develop at around three weeks of age. And now the Dogcast Radio News, which this time focuses on interesting recent dog-related research. Where does your dog sleep? 
Chances are, wherever they sleep, you have strong opinions on the subject. Well, a team of... Are you doing this deliberately? It's just the luck of the draw, Jen. Keep reading. A team of pulmonologists, statisticians and psychologists at the Mayo Clinic have been studying 40 people whose dogs slept in their bedrooms and they discovered that the dog's sleeping location, i.e. whether the dog sleeps on the bed or the bedroom floor, can affect an owner's sleep quality and health. The researchers first investigated sleep efficiency and found no major difference between people with dogs in their rooms but not in their beds, who had an 83% sleep efficiency level, and people with dogs in their beds, who had an average sleep efficiency rate of 80%. Despite the small size of the sample group, this is good news for dog owners who let their dogs sleep in their bedrooms as they're not missing out on sleep by doing so. There was more comforting research in the UK from the University of Cambridge which has found that Labradors and flat-coated retrievers are naturally obsessed with food and any tendency they have to put on weight is on a genetic level. Researchers hope the discovery will shift the blame away from owners and help people understand that some breeds may be termed genetically hungry. The gene responsible is known as POMC, but Dr Eleanor Raffin warned against trying to breed the variation out of the breed as it might have unforeseen effects on the breed's nature. She also warned that although being overweight can cause health problems for dogs, hunger could be seen as a welfare issue. So it looks like it's a complex problem that will take some time to completely solve. And having to battle obesity is far from the only thing humans share with dogs. But new research suggests that the two species may both practice democracy. African wild dogs make decisions by voting and the method they use to communicate their agreement is sneezing. The phenomenon is most commonly... Is this tongue twisters now? Just carry on with the video. Just get on with it. Yeah. I'll do it again. The phenomenon is most commonly... Are you doing tongue twisters now? Just keep reading. The phenomenon is most commonly seen when the dogs are deciding whether to go on a hunt. The dogs start gathering together, milling around, becoming increasingly excited, and then the sneezing starts. Some of these gatherings, termed rallies, led to the dogs going off together to hunt, while others simply fizzled out and the dogs disappeared and returned to resting. It seems that when there is more sneezing, it's more likely that the dogs will hunt, rather than go back to sleeping. Intriguingly, if a low-ranking member of the pack instigated the rally, it took more sneezes to result in a hunt, whereas if a higher-ranking pack member kicked things off, it took fewer. Humans have a negativity bias. That's why even if many people say, hey, great podcast last week, and one says, hey, boring podcast last week, I agonise over that one comment, crying into Buddy's fur, wailing, why, why? But I should be careful with that, because researchers have been looking into whether dogs have a negativity bias of their own. The study looked at 51 dogs and their owners, putting each pair into a room and playing in a variety of sounds including happy human sounds, i.e. laughter, happy dog sounds, i.e. play barks, sad human sounds, i.e. crying, sad dog sounds, i.e. whining, and control neutral sounds of the dog's natural environment. The dogs were off-lead and allowed to move around while the owner sat in a chair and read a magazine. The dogs reacted to the vocalisations of both human and dog more than the control sounds, and it was the unhappy sounds which caused the dogs to react more, freezing in place more often, remaining immobile for longer periods, and showing more signs of stress and arousal. Knowing ourselves how unpleasant the effect of this negativity bias is, we can use this in our training and our general life with our dogs to make life as pleasant as possible for them. That was a great section. You did that really well. But I don't like your shoes. 
What's wrong with my shoes? In the forests of Argentina, scat-sniffing dogs are helping scientists work out how to save endangered carnivores, such as jaguars, pumas, bush dogs, and others. A new study from Washington University in St. Louis, USA, looks at the options for minimizing the effect of humans on the carnivores' habitats, which has seen the forests dwindle to isolated pockets split by roads and other developments. The hope is that these isolated pockets can be connected with a so-called biological corridor to allow the animals to mix and breed, maintaining the genetic diversity of their population. This is where the dogs come in, because by using them to detect the scat of other carnivores, scientists can build up a detailed map of when and where the species roam, including a sense of how their movements were influenced by habitat quality, topography, roadways and other human disturbances. Let's hope that the endangered species will be helped back to full strength by the dog's work. And if you'd like to hear more about scat detection dogs, you can listen to expert trainer and handler Louise Vilgen in episode 176 of Dogcast Radio. And we end today with the surprising finding of a study from M&S Bank, which showed that many dog owners are not aware of their dog's exercise needs. One in ten of the 2,000 owners surveyed were failing to meet the recommended requirements, despite one-fifth believing their dog is overweight, and almost half suspecting that their dog could do with more exercise. Border Collies were the best exercise dogs in the study, with six in ten owners saying their dog got more than enough outdoor time. Among those who admitted avoiding at least one walk a day, unpredictable weather, lack of time, and being too tired were given as excuses. By contrast, posting photos of their dog on social media was a much more popular activity. According to a poll by online dog-sitting platform DogBuddy.com, one in ten dogs have their own social media account, with over two-thirds of those being on Instagram. In the same study, 66% of dog owners admitted preferring to take photos of their canine companion rather than their human loved ones, and 25% admitted spending more than £100, that's just over $130, per month on their dog. That's all for this time on the Dogcast Radio News. Jenny, do you really not like my shoes? See you soon for your next dog news update. Yeah, but Jen, the shoes... In the first week of life, puppies spend, on average, up to 90% of their time fast asleep. I went along to a local fun dog show at the Chorley Show here in rural Shropshire. As you'll hear, it was a blustery day, but that didn't dampen the fun. Debbie and her mum June had a gorgeous dog with them. Yes, here's Oliver. He's 16 weeks old, um, German Shepherd, pure, purebred German Shepherd. Yeah, and he's at our fifth or sixth one now, I think. Oh, yeah. So, you... so you quite you quite like the breed? Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is it about Because it fascinates me. People get, and we all do it, we go, I like this breed, and we stick with that breed. What is it about German Shepherds that you like? Just so intelligent and so, so loving and so brave and beautiful and gorgeous. Yeah, very loyal. Well, yes. very faithful and loyal yeah. and look after you yes yeah. Yeah. yes you, you do <laughs> you do get the feeling you can walk anywhere with a German Shepherd and even it can be the friendliest German Shepherd in the world but the reputation precedes them doesn't it and you can walk anywhere yes, with a German does, Shepherd yes it does yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I mean I wouldn't touch a, uh, no, a strange one no you know. no you, you wouldn't no, no I know <laughs> exactly <laughs> this is our sixth one yeah, so, yeah. Would, uh, and they do when you say they're loving because again they've got the, the reputation of being quite a sharp dog but they are loving and 
and I think people misunderstand it's because they are sharp because they love their people if they didn't care about you they wouldn't defend you would they no they wouldn't but they're always um, on the lookout always looking out for you yeah um, so so yeah, they don't miss a trick. No, oh no, no. As used to go around and check where everybody was, you know. And even coming into the bathroom, yeah, you're in the bath, you're in the in the lounge, you're you know in the kitchen, and he wanted to know where everybody was. Yeah, and they lie in the centre of the house so they can see everywhere, and they lie in the back garden looking at the house. So so yeah, they are good guard dogs as well. So <laughs> other one we used to be able to you'd sit in the garden on the lawn, and I used just to stand at the kitchen sink, and I used to say, "Come on," and he used to come straight to me. So marvellous, isn't he? But he was an exceptional one. Yeah. Now, I've noticed that you've been sort of working him here with all the distractions going on and everything. So, and he's he's amazing for 16 weeks. Yeah. He's amazing. That brain is really switched on, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's quite clever, really. Yeah, he's clever, quite clever, quite scary for such a, a younger age. <laughs> but, is yeah. that because you, you've put a lot of work into him? Or is that, I mean, he's the, obviously the brains are natural to an extent, but is that because you've, you've woken those brains up? Yeah, I think it's just like you've just got to work hard with them, really, um, to get them to sort of, you know, be obedient, you know. Um, so, yeah, a lot of work does go into it, yeah. but I think naturally they probably have got, you know, a certain amount of... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he settled nicely because was, there was another young dog and they were barking at each other, as they will, and then he settled really beautifully when you said, no, come away now. He settled beautifully, didn't he? Yes, yeah, he, he does. Um, he does sort of respect um, what you, you'd ask him to do. Um, but I think in that occasion, the dog was quite close to him yes. and yeah. he's not been in this environment before, yes. so it's all very, very new to him. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just a case of try it. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that's one of the attractions of a fun dog show, that it is a nice, relaxed... It's nice... Re- yeah. Socialising the dog and the people. Yes. Yeah. It's just really socialisation for him today, um, just to get used to being in environments with lots of dogs. Yeah. Because at home... Yeah dog and he's not used to seeing many dogs around us then next week he starts his puppy classes yeah oh brilliant oh fun but you yeah. do need to do that don't you particularly with a breed that can have a tendency to, to sharpness yeah you know yeah. you do need to socialize them don't definitely you? yes yeah which uh, if you don't then you, you know, if you go anywhere it's more of a struggle with them because they're going to just literally be you know sort of in an environment they're not used to so yeah. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. Somebody said to me, it's a bit like taking your child to Disney World and saying, come on, sit down and do your reading and do your maths. And to a nursery, you know. First time, loads of children running around and frightened, aren't they? Most of them. Most of them. Yes. (laughs) They need that. You know, they need to sort of bark at each other and, and, you know, the the sky doesn't fall in. And yeah, but they need to learn how to be a dog, don't they? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, because he went to a puppy party few weeks after we had him yeah um so that was good for him to play with all the other puppies and be a, a puppy so that was his start and then he's done lots of other things since then so yeah. and then today <laughs> he's been to Bridge- on, on a saturday yeah and wow Bridge took- north market on a saturday my goodness. took her ages to get from one end of the street to the oh, other because everybody stopped making yes. a yes <laughs> really, good. really really well behaved actually oh. in that environment lots of people coming straight at him and he was just an angel you know but today is just like all playtime today I think <laughs> you took him to where? Burwarton and did yeah. you cope okay then? yeah yeah, it was really good yeah it was quite a tiring day for him but he didn't really do much walking because he kept being stopped to be um, patted <laughs> and have you done fun have you, have you done any other showing? 
Not really, no. We did um, a little bit with Golden Retriever we had, but that was yeah. just at, like a, a village show, really. Yes, yeah. yeah, that was an obedience class. That was yeah. bad all, really. Yeah. And have you done other fun dog shows like this? No. 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 So this is your first fun first, first oh, wow. attempt. Yeah. So what classes have you gone in for? Um, the puppy, yeah, which might be on very soon. Okay, we'll keep it. Yeah, and the um, pastoral breed. Pastor, yes. Yeah, he's yeah. entered in three classes. Yeah. So. Oh, I, I, I think he, you could go for a um, dog that the judge would most like to take home. Yeah, we might, we might enter that later on. See how we go, get on in these. Yes. Oh, he's gorgeous. Well, thank you very much. He's beautiful. Best of luck. Thank you very much. Oliver was learning a lot at the show and his behaviour and focus were fantastic for his age. As well as lots of young dogs, there were lots of young children, which is one of the things I think is great about a fun dog show. And the next lady I spoke to, Rosie, had a two-year-old child as well as a very cute puppy. Uh, her name is Luna. She's a apricot cockapoo. Hello, apricot cockapoo, and she is five and nearly a half months old. Oh, she's beautiful. She's probably one of the. There are some chihuahuas knocking around, but she's probably one of the smallest dogs here, isn't she? She is. I th- we she's crossed with the toy poodle, so she's never going to get very big. Um, but we don't mind that. We've got a small house, so we need a small dog. <laughs> so, what decided you on a cockapoo? Uh, I think it was uh, that they're hypoallergenic and they don't really molt. An yeah. awful lot. Um, they're intelligent, but uh, also really good with children. They yeah. learn quickly, which is something we need because we both work. Yeah. Um, and they're just—they, I just think they're just beautiful, and they're the right size. <laughs> and how how is she and, and your daughter getting on? Uh, oh, son, that's a boy. She's she loves him too much, I think, and yeah. sort of she's she jumps up and she wants to love him, and he's not having any of it, I don't think. But. Um, as I'm sure as they both get a bit older, they'll be best friends. <laughs> and what class? Because I can see you, you're clutching a rosette. We so are. what, what class just, did you go in? We've just one cutest puppy. Oh, well deserved. Well deserved. <laughs> we didn't expect it, actually. There were some very cute ones out there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is great. I love my job. I'm talking now to the cutest puppy here. Wow! Uh, Yeah, you heard it here first. Yes. Cutest puppy in Chorley. (laughs) Bumper sticker, you need a banner for the house. I think so. It's official. Absolutely. (laughs) Definitely. I'm putting it on Facebook and Twitter. Turn it into a tourist hotspot. Yeah. Come and visit the cutest puppy in Chorley. So, what do you think? people get from a fun dog show what what did you get from the fun dog show? um i think it's the interaction with the other dogs that she's really enjoyed yeah i mean this is probably the most dogs that she's seen in one place yeah um yeah. which is i think it's so good for her social skills to yeah. sort of even like from tiny dogs to really big dogs uh, yeah. just learning to interact with them really yeah. and it's lovely for us to see them all as well they're all beautiful <laughs> it's just amazing when you look at them the difference between them you know they're, they're the same species it just... <laughs> makes me want more though it makes me want like to become a crazy dog lady yes yeah. oh fun. be careful I've, I've gone down that path <laughs> be careful what you wish for <laughs> which is gorgeous are you going in for any other classes yeah. uh, we're going to go for best in show I think yeah, now we've won yes, our first yeah. and you get prize. to take Take part in the parade and everything. Oh, oh really? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Oh wow. Yes. Okay. Oh, we're going to pop home for a nap first and then yeah. come back, aren't oh. we? Aren't we? Oh, okay. Oh well, best of luck. Thank, Thank you. From one of the tiniest dogs at the show to one of the largest, who was behaving beautifully for owner Lorraine. She's um, well. She's mainly Japanese Akita. Yeah. Um, but when she was about 
four months old, we realised one of her back legs was growing faster than the other. Yeah. So she had to have major surgery on the one leg, whereby um, the vet cut the bone. Um, so, you know, there's a gap in the middle, fixated it for six months and hope the, grow- the bone grew back together then. Yeah. So she now walks with a bit of a limp yeah. and has one paw smaller than the other three. Oh, bless her. <laughs> oh, I had noticed. Yeah. Oh, but she's gorgeous. She's like, um, for, for people that haven't seen an Akita, it's, think of a big bear kind yeah. of a dog. They think husky when they see yes. her. A husky that's been to the gym a lot. Yeah, but she's, <laughs> um, yeah, she's not husky. She is Akita oh, yeah, yeah. in the main. Yeah. No, it's a much broader head, isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah. It is like a... docile. She's, yeah. She's beautiful. She lives with a Rottweiler in the next ring. Yeah. So they're a lively pair. <laughs> they are, yes. Yeah. At home, they're not as well behaved as they are when they're out. Yes, yeah. yeah. But that's the way you'd have it, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Like, yeah. You're beautiful. Oh. <laughs> so what have you been into the ring yet? Yeah, either? we took her into um well I took her into um non pedigree bitch. Yes. But yeah, we didn't get any. But did you have fun? Yes, that's we did. That's yeah. why we're here, to socialise these two and have fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing. It's not all about winning. I think the fun dog shows, to me, about sort of building the bond with your dog yeah. and yeah. making memories. Absolutely. And meeting other dogs for them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It is a great place to, to socialise the dog. Oh, definitely. Yeah. All sorts. Look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you been to fun dog shows before? Um, we went to one um, in Ditton Priors yeah. about five or six weeks ago. Yeah. 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 So if anybody hasn't been to a fun dog show and they're thinking about it, what would you yeah. say to them? You, I think you must go to one, you've got to try it, you socialise your dog, and then, as you say, you just take part for fun. Yes. <laughs> no, there's no treat soup. <laughs> but there's, the range of dogs is amazing. I know, absolutely, yeah, yeah. From the tiny, I've seen, I'm sure I've seen a chihuahua yes, somewhere. Yes, yeah. To the huge, who's a friend of yes. these two, and it's... It's a, some sort of um, a mastiff. Yes. Is it a black one? Yes. yes. I've Have seen, you seen one her? Here. Yeah. And the are huge. Yeah. But they're all getting on okay. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Can't, can't necessarily say the same about the people. <laughs> but no, they're all. They are having. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. That was a joke. That was just. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a relaxed, friendly atmosphere. Although, you know, people can get spooked when you approach them with a microphone. For example, the next man claimed not to know anything about dogs. Then it turned out he worked the two dogs he had with him, as well as an older dog who was at home as I spoke to him. If you check out the photo on the Dogcast Radio site, you'll see his outfit should have been a clue. Here's Steve talking about his dogs. Well, we've got Skies here. He's a uh, fox red Labrador. He's 15 weeks old. Um, he's one of his brothers here as well. Um, switch. Um, we bought them as a pair. Um, they're working dogs. Obviously, they're very young at 15 weeks. But uh, yeah, they, they're going to be good working dogs. They come from good stock. That's obviously very important when yeah. purchasing the dog. That's, yeah, that's they it. look beautiful. They're really striking. Yeah, they're, they, they are. They're, they're stunning. They're, they're kind of out of proportion at the minute, really. A lot of people are wondering what they are, but yes, they are yes. they are Labradors. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're very well behaved. Very obviously, 
people for their age. They are, yeah, yeah. A lot of people saying they're lanky. I kind of wish I was lanky. I know the feeling. But yeah, yeah, they are. They're, they're obviously they're, oh. they're, they're they're beautiful and they're going to grow into great yeah. working dogs, yeah. peg dogs. Oh. But they're very well behaved. We're, they're obviously on a lead um, yeah. here. We don't really have them on the lead at home. Yeah. They're running around the guard. Oh, that was a lovely little howl. Um, so, so they are getting used to the lead as well. So it's, yeah. it's great that they come here to this little show and, and meet other dogs. Yes. Yeah. We have got another Labrador, uh, Diesel. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's an eight-year-old black lab. Yeah. Um, but they they adore him. Yeah. Oh, uh, we wouldn't adore a lab. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're great. So what? What do you think sort of people and dogs get out of a fun dog show um well it's it, it's obviously lovely we're out in the countryside yeah. where the dog should be um and, and yeah they just it's, it's good for the dogs to meet each other yeah uh, and the owners also yes <laughs> sometimes <laughs> depends yes. whether we win or not <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah we we don't enter uh, dog shows. Yeah. Um, we're local. We've actually sponsored um, the, the event. Yeah. Um, the show. So it's it's nice to come along and support. Yeah. So t- tell me uh, who you are. Then you've sponsored the. Yeah, we're Woodfloor Resolutions. Right. So okay. we, we've we've sort of we're the headline sponsor here. Yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah. So it's obviously nice. It's I'm, two miles away from home. Yeah. I'm talking to the right person. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I should have asked you what. Tell me what you know about floors. That's <laughs> it. I can tell you anything about floors. Not much about dogs, but floors. Yes. <laughs> Oh, well, then you're going to work them. You're going to. Yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. you do. And Reuben, and Reuben here. You work the dogs as well, do you? Yeah, sometimes at home. We yeah. just, like, sit them, walk them, and just do shooting things to them. Yeah. Really. So, how do you teach them? How do you train them to, to do what you want them well, to do? Well, what we do, we just get a treat, and then if we want them to walk on a lead, we put it in front of them and encourage them to walk. Yeah, so. great, great. So it's all positive. It's not sort of, oh, you do this, it's yeah. this and you get the reward. Yeah, you just do it nice and calm, and then they do it, and then they get the reward, yeah. and then they're nice and happy. Yeah, that is brilliant. I wish you could tri- teach a lot of older people how to train their dog because that's a brilliant approach. So tell me about sort of being in the house with your dogs. What do they like doing in the house? Uh, ripping my socks up. <laughs> Not your homework. No. <laughs> no, you should say that one until he's older. Yeah, yeah. You got that's what you got to teach them to do. Rip your homework up. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And have you enjoyed coming here today? Yeah, it's been good for me just going into another class, best pair. Yeah. So, oh, have you already been in the ring? Yeah, we did uh, cutest puppy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Well, they are cute. You, there's a showing, there's a saying in the dog show world that you always take the best dog home. But I think the trick is to be the owner that your dog thinks they're taking the best owner home. Do you think that would be as important? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if somebody hasn't been to a dog show, a fun dog show, what would you say to them? What What's your experience been of a dog, fun dog show? Uh, I would say come to it because, well, it's just nice to see people that you know and yeah. talk to them and that. Yeah. So. And there's so many dogs here. Yeah. The the pups have been barking at them. <laughs> so. Yeah. But they're lovely and calm now. Yeah, they weren't in the ring going up there because yeah. of the duck herding. But yes, yeah, there's a lot going on, isn't there? Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, best of luck. Isn't Reuben lovely? And hasn't he got the hang of motivating his dog early in life? If only 
Every dog owner understood that too. Now, from a father and son having fun with their dogs to a mother and daughter having fun with theirs, Gail and Emma. I asked them first whether they'd been to a fun dog show before. Yes, many years ago. Yeah. Though, so, but not with these, not no. with these two, no. as you can hear. <laughs> Bless her. Oh. Okay, tell me about the dogs. Uh, well, we've got Tipsy here, who's a collie, border yeah. collie. Um, and then we've got Bo, Tipsy's seven, and then Bo is 12 months and she's a cockapooshon. Yeah. So a bit, bit different. Yes, so, yeah. yeah. Do they get on okay? The best yeah. of friends. Yeah. Best oh, of friends. Best. Yeah. That's uh, very brainy, I imagine. They are, yes. Yeah. 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 We'd, um, we've had um, Labradors and Retrievers before yeah. we had uh, the Collie. And yeah, we've really noticed the difference. Although the Labradors were very brainy, completely different personality yeah. to, the, to the Collie. Yeah. And again, completely different to the cockapooshon. Yeah. She's just nuts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so cockapooshon. Yeah. There's there's cocker spaniel. Yeah, there's... her mum's a cocker spaniel, working cocker spaniel, and her dad was a, a poodle crossbreed on Frise. Yes. So yeah. that's where the. Yeah. So that is. There's a lot of brain yes. in there. There really yeah. isn't. Yeah. Because a, a lot of people sort of take them on the, the poodle crosses. Yes. Thinking they'll be a bit of an armpit yeah. dog, a bit yeah. of a you know a yeah. lap dog. Yeah. But they're not. Are they're they? not. No. She she is. She has a moments when she's she's very cuddly. She yeah. loves her cuddles, but she also is just on the go. Yeah. And you take her for a walk, and you just can't tire her yeah. out. She's just, which is good having the collie because the collie's very much the same. Yeah. And just keeps going. So they're sort of a good match, really. Yeah. But uh, yeah, bless her. They're lovely. So, so what classes have you gone in for today? Um, Tipsy's in the um, uh, best bitch and the pastoral one although yeah. she's scared of sheep so she's not very good as a sheep dog um, we'll keep that quiet yeah we'll exactly um, and then Bo's in the best puppy the one the doctor judges cutest puppy uh, the one the judges want to take home yeah. and something else as the well yeah. oh the best miniature as well because she's only little yeah. so but uh, yeah bless her but you can hear she's very excited about she it she is yes <laughs> she's like get, let's get going yeah, let's we go had back. a bishon and she was just like that as soon yeah. as you stopped it was like come on yeah, come on let's right. get going and she thinks everybody else who is to play with her yes they can't understand yeah. why they're all on leads and not just having a big yeah. party yeah, together exactly it's my handbag interesting because we taught all the dogs were yeah yeah what do you think is the attraction to a fun dog show it's just because it's relaxed and it doesn't yeah. matter you haven't got to have really expensive dogs you haven't got to have all the gear it's just a good way and it's really good I think yeah, for, it's just fun to for, do yeah and for the puppies especially Bo to socialise with other dogs yeah in a different surrounding she's yeah. fine off the lead but you don't meet other dogs on a lead quite like this so I think yes. it's really good socialising yeah for yeah, them definitely. as well good exercise and actually she's calming down now because she, she was yeah, yeah. That, that's another thing because we don't often sort of stand back and say right okay you're really you're barking you're loud yeah. Yeah. but I'm just going to give you time yeah. Yeah. to calm down yeah, and, exactly. and realise there's nothing yeah. awful going on yeah because everybody here is dog friendly so they're not bothered about her yeah. or whatever they've all been through the same situation of having puppies or whatever yeah. issues there are yeah. um, you know and so she can just yeah soak it all up have a go she had a go at the um dog yeah. run there and decided it was good going up but she could duck underneath the, the uh, pig fencing and yeah. it was easier just to come back out of that but, but it's all experience uh, yeah know, we're standing we're standing right by the the scurry i think they're calling it, the dog scurry so we've got sort of the um, orange 
meshing round it, haven't we? And then bales for them to jump over and jump back. So, but I like that. I'll run down and then I've had enough. Yeah, I'll get Tipsy's, her. Tipsy's, Tipsy's in second place at the moment, oh, wow. bless her. So she's she's doing all right. We'll see how she gets yeah. on. But yeah, Bo just uh, worked out the easiest route, and that was not over the bales, basically. <laughs> Give her tail out. You said she was brainy, so yeah, yeah that's showing it straight. <laughs> exactly. Jumps over them and sits on them for a minute and then runs. I think I'd probably take the same approach. I'd sit down. Yeah, exactly. There's no hurry. So, we shall see. So, a cockapoochon can keep up with a border collie physically and mentally. Worth remembering. If you haven't got a dog of your own to take to a fun dog show, borrow one like Stuart did, though he also had his own dog with him and his daughter. And while we were doing the interview, something diverting happened at the dog scurry. But hey, this is a fun dog show. Anything can happen. Well, this isn't actually our dog. This is someone we're, we're dog sitting for. This is, oh, yeah. this is Bailey, a friend of ours. They're on holiday, so we're yeah. dog sitting there. And that over there is Blue, which is our dog. Oh, so you have got a dog, but yeah. this is. Okay. Because why I came over was you've got a rosette. Yes. So tell me about your rosette. Well, Lucy did all the hard work. Yeah. She, she took Bailey around the ring. Showed him to his best of his abilities, and he won. Oh, so Lucy, tell me about your dog. That dog. The, yes. Well, the dog, okay, the dog that you got the rosette with. Tell me about the dog you got the rosette with. He's good at sitting. He can do paw and he can lie down. So he knows some tricks. Yeah. Wow. Okay, excellent. And you took him into the ring. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? Good. It was good. You enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So you're quite confident. Yeah. More confident than her. More confident with, with I'm, with, I'm more confident than Sophie. Oh, with your, oh gosh, with your own. Sorry, we're right by the dog scurry, and the dog just <laughs> jumped in a big way. The then whippet, I mean. the whippet just fell over. Oh, the whippet fell over. Oh, what fell over? That little dog looking at the end of the whippet. <laughs> he went head over heels. Oh bless! I bet he was going at top speed. Oh, okay. So t- tell me about your dog. Blue. Yeah. She's very naughty. <laughs> she growls. She growls. Why does she, she growl? Pardon? What does she growl at? Anybody. Oh, I see. Dogs. Him. Mostly him. Yeah. And when the door is someone knocks on yeah. the door. Yeah. She, he, she always jumps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's, she's saying, is she, is she saying go away, do you think, or is she saying come in? I don't know. <laughs> oh, do, you have, do you have fun with her? Yeah. Yeah. And have you had fun today? Yeah. Yeah. So do you like the fun dog show? Yeah. <laughs> I like all the fun stuff down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's fun, other fun stuff to do as well. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of dogs at the show weren't the only dog in their house. And Amy and George, to whom I spoke next, had two very different looking dogs. Uh, this is Summer. She is a nine-year-old black Labrador. And her best friend is Maddie. And she is a seven-year-old Chihuahua Yorkshire Terrier cross. <laughs> They are little and large. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they are best friends. They do yeah. everything together. So we thought we'd um, have a shot at winning best pair of dogs. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think I'd give it to you. I'd, I'd, yes, I'd, <laughs> no, I'm a bit biased because we. I have a black lab, Aww. and my daughter had um, a bichon. So we had sort of a little and large, but ours was little and fluffy and white. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And do they get on well? They do. They they sleep together. They eat together. They run together. They do. They. They're inseparable. They're yeah. best friends. Aww. Yeah. It is nice for them to have a, you know, to have canine company as well as yeah. human, isn't it? I think so. Oh. Yeah. They keep each other entertained, don't you? Yeah. Oh, you're so laid back. <laughs> oh, beautiful. 
gorgeous. Have you been to a fun dog show before? And, uh, we've been, but we've never entered oh, okay, before. Yeah, 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 we've been to a, a couple. We went to one at Bliss Hill a few months back. And, yeah. And we, well, it was a bit of a spur of the moment thing this morning. We thought we'd bring them along and yeah. have a go. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how they get on. Yeah. So you haven't been in yet? You haven't been in no, no, we are uh, not next to one after that, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. So, so who's taking them in? Both are. Yeah, Oh, lovely shade experience. What do you think? If, if somebody's never been to a fun dog show, mm. what would you say to them? You know, how would you explain it to them? And would you say, have a go? What would you say? I'd say, have a go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think you've got nothing to lose. It's it's just a bit of fun, isn't it, really? Yeah. 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 And it's, it's a nice way of having fun with the dog, somewhere that the dog's as welcome as you are, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think I was worried that they wouldn't behave themselves, but I think there's there's all kinds of dogs here you've got loud yappy ones you've got yeah. really excitable ones and I think yeah. everybody fits in really yeah. now you tell me about the people tell me about the dogs there are there's huge dogs and tiny dogs yeah and there really is something for everybody and there's so many different events to do I think it's it's definitely worth having a yeah. go it's good fun isn't it yeah and it's nice for the dogs to have a little day out yeah Tony and Joy were there with their delightful dogs Toby and Flo they're wire-haired fox terriers, yeah. and this one's the son. That's mum over there. Yeah. Oh. So we got two. We've recently been given this one yeah. about eight weeks ago. Yeah. So he's we, he's getting used to us, and we're getting used to him yeah. at the moment. <laughs> he's lovely. They look a bit for anybody who doesn't know what they look like. They look a bit like a teddy bear. Is the best description I can come up with. How would you describe them? I'm not sure if they're like a teddy bear. <laughs> when you stroke them, they're very wild. Unlike yes. a teddy bear, which yes. would be nice, smooth, and cuddly. But uh, I think they're probably a little bit impish to be a teddy bear. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dynamic, we call them, don't we? Right? I think you could say that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. yeah. a oh. name for it, fox terriers. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they're not so popular now as they uh, no, used to be. You don't see many around. No, no. They'd no. be popular in the 1930s. Yes. Yeah, 1930s, 1940s, and then the 1950s. It seems to change. Over towards Cairn Terriers and Poodles. Yeah. yeah. The king who had wanted to, the king had a fox terrier and it followed him behind his funeral cortege. So, which king was that? Edward VII. And his name was Caesar. Oh. <laughs> so they're, they're a dog with a history. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, they're actually bred by the same chap who bred the Jack Russell, the Reverend. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, the Reverend Jack Russell actually developed them. Yeah. So what, what were they bred for originally? Uh, really, well, foxes. Yeah. Hence the fox terrier. Foxing and yeah. generally uh, looking at getting rid of rats. And yeah. So when you say foxes, like finding the fox, not. not well, the if a fox thing. went to earth, they'd put. They go down the hole and pull the fox out. They've actually got an articulated neck, so, yeah. so that the head and the body almost goes in a straight line. So no wonder they're feisty. When you look yeah, at their history, yeah, you can yeah. see it. Well, they wouldn't take any jip off. Of <laughs> but too often, people sort of look at a dog and go, oh, I like the look of that dog, and don't look at that history. A lot of the, the terriers, you know, your dachshunds, yeah. they're feisty dogs that were bred with a purpose, aren't they? Well, they are, and a lot of people don't realise these don't molt. 
Oh, right, yeah. So in, in the house, of course, you don't get all Big of her. Yeah. <laughs> <Big laughs> so, so it's ideal as well from that point of view, especially uh, for anyone with asthmatics and what have you. Yeah. There's uh, very little fur off them. The downside is have to be trimmed about every three or four months. Yeah, yeah, we, we had a bish on, I know what you mean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so we're here at Chorley Fun Dog Show. Yeah. OK, what, what is it about fun dog? Do you show, um, do you do sort of more serious shows as well? No. No, no OK, no. OK. So what is it? about fun dog shows that you like them? Well, it's more the day out for a little agricultural show to yeah. support it, and we bring the dog along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the dogs in this car. And what, what classes have you gone in for? Uh, he's in for... Pedigree, best pedigree. Best pedigree. She's then the best veteran. And then yeah. we're in for a pair. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it is fun. It's a nice atmosphere, though, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it's yeah. lovely. Yeah. We like this little show, you know. Yeah. It's a nice little country show. Yeah. With yeah. no yeah. frills or fancies, really. Yeah. We, we, we come from Sedgley to come yes. here. Yes. So we come a few, few miles to get here. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, came uh, second in Crufts in the Fox Terriers two years ago. Oh, wow. With his previous owner, oh, yeah. his breeder. Oh, yeah. And he's semi-retired now. Yes, yes. Oh. He's just come to have a nice life now, hasn't yeah. he, really? Oh, yeah. bless him. He's just gorgeous. come to have a nice life now. He's done his showing. Yeah. And he's, uh, oh, he's just fathered seven puppies, hasn't he? Yes, I know. Not like this morning before no. he came. Oh, no. <laughs> I had a phone call the other day to say, off his uh, breeder to say he'd fathered seven puppies. That was just before he came, obviously, yeah. to us. Uh... Oh. Uh, <laughs> Tony says I'll go and... Um... Wet the baby's head <laughs> seven times. Yeah, yes. Oh, yes, that's a good excuse to get in the beer tent, isn't yes. it? Yeah. <laughs> seven times, yeah, yeah. good one. Isn't it? Oh, okay. That one's flow over there. This is Toby. But, uh, we did have a male fox terrier before him, yeah. actually, which came to the show. But one was his last time. Yes. Yeah. So he made how old was he? 13 13 and a half. It's a good age. No, no, it's a good age, yeah. yeah. Reminiscing with that couple about their dog, who had passed away, really brought home just why we do things like fun dog shows with our dogs. To enjoy ourselves, get out and about, share activities and make memories. Puppies need to chew for many reasons. Instead of telling them off for chewing, give them chew toys and teach them to chew them rather than your prized possessions. The Dogcast Radio team has grown recently with the addition of German Spitzklein puppy, Mischief. She's settled into the house very well, had a good nose-to-nose sniff with Buddy and all three cats, made progress with toilet training, attracted a lot of attention because she's so cute, though we may be biased on that subject, and generally created all the mayhem a new puppy causes. I'm sure I'll be telling you more about her in due time. Until next time, look after yourselves and your dogs. Thanks for listening to Dogcast Radio, available from www.dogcastradio.com. That's D-O-G-C-A-S-T radio.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, and wherever you are in the world, we'd love to hear from you. You can do so in a variety of ways. You can contact us on Skype with the ident dogcastradio. That's all one word, dogcastradio. By email, you can contact me on julie at dogcastradio.com 
When contacting us by email, if you have the facilities, please record your questions or comments and send them to us as an audio file. That way we can include them directly in our programme. We can accept most formats, for example, WAV, MP3. All these methods of contacting us can be found on our website, which is www.dogcastradio.com. And as ever, the final word goes to Jenny. The dogs in my area are so clumsy. Why is that, Jen? I've had to entangle yet another one from a post outside the shop. Jenny, we've talked about this before. They are not just entangled. The owner has left them outside the shop, tied to the post. And while that is not an advisable thing to do, that does not entitle you to basically steal them. I think it does. We're going to talk about this (laughs) off-air.